Welcome back to From the Press Box, the Holland Sentinel Sports Staff's weekly podcast where we talk anything and everything sports. I'm sports editor Dan Diodano alongside our lovely assistant, Bo Troutman. Hello. Back to lovely. I don't know. It must be his attire today. We've got not much thought was put into it. <laughs> We've got a lot of playoff stuff to talk about this week. Lots of things going on basketball-wise. Let's start. We're going to start with the girls' basketball. We're down to one team after one week. Uh, Hamilton was the only team that won the district championship. Uh, we had Saugatuck in the district finals, and they lost. Holland Christian was in their district final, and they lost. And, uh, yeah, it was just kind of an interesting – because overall, I'd say girls basketball has been pretty good here. But now that Zealand East and West are both in Division One, you put them with Holland and West Ottawa and Hudsonville, and Hudsonville's, like, ranked real high. Mm-hmm. So Hudsonville just kind of cleaned up, you yeah. know. And that knocks all those teams out. Hamilton was in a different district this time. Uh, although they could have, they would have at least been in the final had they been in the same district as Holland Christian as well. Uh, but West Catholic is also ranked real high, so yeah. that that was the end of that. So, uh, but I mean Hamilton. I mean you remember they. I mean they've been they were in the state semis last year, the quarters the year before. They've won five district titles in a row. Wow, and. Like this year, though, they lost their first like five games and they had, but everybody was like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? And they have a new coach. Everybody's like, what's going to happen? Oh, they're how the mighty have fallen. Well, because of how strong their schedule has been and how great they've been, they were playing division one teams, ranked teams. All five of those losses were to either a division one team or a ranked team or both. Yeah. And that's, you know, and they were also under the radar because they didn't broadcast this. I mean, I mentioned it in a couple of my stories, but for like four of those five losses, they were without two of their starters mm-hmm. who were injured. Um, Sierra Scrotenborg got injured after the first game. She missed a few. Olivia Lappinga missed the first few games with an injury, too. And they came back in and they beat everybody that they should for the most part. They lost both to Byron Center, who swept the league. Uh, they won the league, the OK Green, uh, sweeping, every, beating everybody twice. And they're real good. They're real good. And they're, they're, um, which makes, makes sense. And then they lost both games to Holland Christian because Holland Christian is very, very good also. They were in their district final. And also, Holland Christian has, is the only team to date that's figured out how to guard AJ Ediger and who's averaging well into the 20s and had 38 points in one of the district games last week. 38 points without shooting a three. That's pretty wild. And only two free throws. So they weren't fouling her. She just was in position and got it done every 18 two-point field goals. That's insane. Insane. Yeah. Yeah. I've never seen the score the scorecard look like that with just two 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 two. It's crazy. So uh so Holland Christian figured that out. So Holland Christian beat them both times. But they're that's it. I mean even other teams that have beat Hamilton, they never figured her out. They just limited everyone else. Right. Uh, I mean, I saw them play East Kentwood, who's a Division One team, really good in the uh, OK Red. They've got five of their starters are over six feet, and a couple of them are going D1. Uh, you know, everyone's getting a look on that team. They've been good for a long time. And they they beat Hamilton by maybe 10, 12 points, but AJ had 31 mm-hmm. against a team full of six-foot Division One kids. Mm-hmm. She had 31. Yeah. It was insanely impressive. So... Which makes what Holland Christian was able to do even more impressive. They held her to two in the first matchup. Now she got in some early foul trouble. You know, did, didn't play her best, obviously. But she'd never been held like that before. Um, and then she had 17 in the second matchup. Much better. Uh, but it still was not as loud of a 17 as some people would have when they have 17. Um, because that that at that point, even though AJ got more, they were limiting everybody else. So. Yeah. 
But here they are, Hamilton, in the regional, as of this taping, tonight, in the regional. We'll see how they do. If they can score, if they can get somebody else besides, I mean, Sally Merrill's been scoring pretty well. Mm-hmm. And Sierra Scrotenbohr and Justine Bronkhorst and Olivia Lappinga have been fantastic defensively. But if they want to keep the run going, somebody besides AJ and Sally's got to score. And uh, so we'll see how that goes, and we'll discuss that. Uh, afterward, after, next week, we'll see how far, see if they're still going, um, see if they claim another regional championship as well, or if that run ends. So, pretty cool that you, they lose their first five games. You think they're down and out, and oh, fifth district championship in a row, no biggie. Yeah. Um, so, uh, that was a really big deal. So, the uh, boys' side, we have only, as of this, recording we've only had the first day of districts but it was very telling we had west ottawa versus holland uh in the dutch dome and predictably i mean west ottawa won there they've been a really good team all year i think they won 14 or 15 games in the regular season and uh holland has played its best lately Anders rasmussen's fantastic he keeps them in games but they seem to get in a early deficit and then they crawl back in and then lose by a few that seems to be what happens all the time it happened then they were down what 12 or 13 nothing before you know getting back in it a little bit you know but then that was too much and when they played um forest hills eastern in the senior day finale same thing they were down a bunch then they came storming back even to tie i think late or get within two two points something like that but you know they didn't start in an eight hole hole Mm-hmm. You know, maybe that's so. So West Ottawa took advantage of that, but also, you know, the dome is not an easy place to play. I don't care how good or bad Holland is; it's not an easy. It's loud in there. It's exciting, yeah. which is great. It's super fun too. I mean, that's it's uh, so it's it's rowdy in there for sure. So uh, so West Ottawa moves on, and then uh, you were at Zealand West game against hudsonville who's i think ranked number 10 eli stefan got his thousandth career point he did. which is a big deal um but they came up a little bit short what'd you see out of that game well yeah i mean obviously they're just playing a pretty talented team it was 25 25 first half but hudsonville hit a three at the halftime buzzer and i couldn't just help but think but you know maybe they're gonna kind of clamp down a little bit in the second half and that's kind of what happened they just kind of put the clamps down in the ducks offense but uh that second quarter there uh, yeah eli stefan gets the a thousandth point in the student section uh they got all their 1000 signs out and everything and it was cool it was a cool moment and uh you know after the game too and you'll see this in the story if you check it out on hollandsentinel.com uh coach clinton you know couldn't waste the time out because you know they're in the playoffs right and, you know so they had to keep going like the game just moved on they didn't you know, announce anything or they did announce something but it was very brief and then that was it was over and uh it's like yeah it's like you know he didn't want the attention on him was like let's try to get this win and i thought that was pretty cool and uh they're pretty emotional after the game and obviously his career comes to an end for the ducks but uh yeah it was it was cool to be a part of last night for sure yeah i mean that's i mean he's been one of the better players for the last few years uh he's headed to cornerstone to play and it gives i mean even though the team i mean the team's out you know frustrated that they lost whatever having something like that happen in that kind of a game still gives it a little bit of a positive vibe which is good because i mean only uh, one team in every division ends on a win, yeah. so uh, it's you know you got to pick and choose your your moments and memories a little bit too because you, if you if you dwell on it, the loss part of it, you're just gonna you know be upset forever. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. um, uh, Zealand East beat Granville in their game, so they they advance to face Jenison while West Ottawa face Hudsonville, which will be an interesting matchup because the first. The first matchup, I think, was like a three-point matchup. Hudsonville won both of them, and the second one was like maybe six. So they've been very close games. West Ottawa knows how to play Hudsonville and their strengths, and that should be a pretty uh, entertaining 
game in the in the dome. Two neutral teams in the dome. Yeah. That'll be interesting. That'll be fun. And then that'll Genesis and Zealand East will also be in the dome following, so that'll be very interesting. Yeah. Um, I was at Holland Christian against Benton Harbor. Benton Harbor's ranked number two in Division Two, and man, are they talented. Ooh. But Holland Christian had a game plan, and it worked. And they played great. They they built an early lead. The crowd in the Civic Center was hype. It was packed in there. It was loud. Both sides were loud, but positive loud. It was super fun uh, hearing the sections uh, from both sides. They kind of played at each other. The student section, you know, and uh, the fan section from Baton Harbor, but like not in a vicious way, but like in in how student sections are supposed to give each other a little grief, but keep it going, you know, but keep it back and forth and keep the environment going. That was really fun to see. but Holland Christian's defense was great. I mean, they Benton Harbor's got uh, Mr. Basketball candidate Carlos Scooby Johnson. Scooby. And uh, he had six points. Mr. Basketball candidate had six points because they clamped down on him. Now, it wasn't because he was struggling. It's because they focused on him and took him out of the game. They were going to take him out of the game defensively. But he was able to kick things out to the guards who ended up burying Holland Christian, yeah. basically. So, yeah. so it wasn't that he played poorly. He just didn't statistically have any kind of dominating game, but Holland Christian kind of picked their poison and went with stopping him. And then they still were, I mean, they were, you know, the game was within a a, a couple of points, tied a few times in the second half, just had a couple of stretches where, you know, a couple three, one of the guys from Benton Harbor hit three threes in 40 seconds. That's it. That basically was the difference. It was ended up being an 11-point game, but that's nine points in 40 seconds with a three, turnover three, turnover three in 40 seconds. Uh, That basically was the difference. So I was very impressed with how Holland Christian played. It made that game pretty epic. I mean, that should have been the district final in that district. Um, but, uh, it, you know, the way things go, it wasn't seeded that way because Holland Christian had lost a few tough games, a few more tough games than normal uh, this year, which happens. And so record-wise, they didn't have the second best record in the in the district. So, But, man, for a Monday night, that place was rocking, and they – I've never seen like so they left they were up they were sad to lose but they left still excited about how well they played in their final game because they a team that loves to run they they pulled a unity on them and they just stopped the tempo slowed it down played defense forced them to play defense and didn't let them get in transition very much and that's what unity does to everybody yeah. <laughs> so uh it was really cool to see that that worked and that they were in it, and they didn't look intimidated. They they played their best game of the year in their last game of the year. It just happened to be a loss. So, right. um, so hats off to David Cool uh, and the Holland Christian guys for their performance because that was that was one of the best high school games I've seen in a long time. I mean, I've seen closer games. Uh, I mean, obviously their game, uh, a couple of games against Unity the last couple of years have been fantastic. But and I've seen even some wild finishes too. But in the last two three years, I mean. Two good. I've seen some. We've seen some good teams. I mean, you saw Hamilton and Holland had an overtime thriller, but it was. I mean, record wise, it was two of our weaker teams. Right. Um, Not you know. I still think Holland's one of the best five win teams I've seen in a long time. But there's a different. There's a little bit of a difference energy wise when it's two two teams more at the top of their league you know like so this so this is an elite game between two of the better teams i mean zealand east and west have had those games this year and last year um where you know it comes down to the end and zealand west and holland christian had a couple like that this year too um so but i wasn't at all of them i was at one of those zealand west ones where zealand west won on a buzzer beater in the civic the energy was not 
I mean, it was there, but it was not there the entire game from both sides. That I mean, this this game was entered. I've never seen it like that yeah. for an entire game. It was so exciting. Two two teams that you know have a chance of going real far. Whoever wins that game, the de facto district championship, and uh, yeah, it was it was pretty fun for sure. So um, Calvary won big in their matchup, so they're moving on uh, to Wednesday. They'll face Lawrence expected that they were going to win big on monday um so uh that's a big for them fenville lost uh that was more of a 50 50 game but they didn't uh coach according to their coach did not play particularly well mm-hmm. and uh but they still had a great season they were the sack lakeshore champions and uh i think they they're their uh, regular season was fifteen and five, so they finished yeah. fifteen and six. I mean, that's a great season. That's a very underappreciated season too. Oh, I mean, yeah. they 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 played a great uh, great schedule and 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 had a great year. So uh, bummer that they are out after one game. But sometimes, I mean, same thing with Holland Christian. I mean, same thing that happens sometimes. You get you draw somebody big in the first round. I mean, Zeal West and Hudsonville. I mean, who knows? I mean, they could have beat Hudsonville. Don't get me wrong. Oh, yeah. But you know, if you put Hudsonville one or two games later. Does Zealand West make it to that point? We won't know. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's kind of the beauty of tournament basketball, too, is that you just, anything can happen. Steph Curry at Davidson. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. George Mason. Yeah. Whatever. You never yeah. know. So, Florida Gulf Coast. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, so that's, you know, that's a bummer for them. Saugatuck also lost to Covenant Christian, and they play Black River next. And that will be a very tough one for Black River because Covenant Christian's really, really good. Um, then Hamilton plays Benton Harbor next now at the Civic on Wednesday. So uh, that's going to be a difficult matchup, we'll yeah. say. But they kind of run like Benton Harbor likes to run. So Holland Christian's game plan was to slow them the heck down. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's going to be Hamilton's game plan yeah. because they don't do well in that game plan mm-hmm. all of the time. So if they can get a you know hit a couple shots and get a lead and keep up keep the running going i I don't i don't think either scenario is going to particularly work out for them because i think benton harbor's that good i don't it has nothing to do with hamilton whatsoever i think benton harbor's that good um but it'll be interesting to see which which way they try to go in that scheme so so that's where we're at with for the boys so we still wednesday we've got west ottawa playing hudsonville zealand east playing jenison black river playing Covenant Christian, Calvary playing Lawrence, and Holland Christian playing or Hamilton playing Benton Harbor. That's everybody, right? I think so. Yeah, yeah, that's left. So, and then we'll see from there. I mean, it'll be. I mean, Hudsonville West Ottawa is a great matchup, but that'll be tough. Um, Jenison Zealand East is good. Another good matchup. So that'll be interesting. And um, you know who who knows? Are we going to have? Are we going to have one team in the fi- in a district final or four? I yeah. have no idea. Yeah, but. It's going to be exciting to see. So, uh, playoff basketball. It's nothing quite it's here, like man. it. It's, it's nothing quite like no, it. So, yeah. um, speaking of nothing quite like playoff basketball, how about those Hope women? Oh my gosh! They were what yeah. eight or nine points nine down points. with four minutes to go. And, Sixty-seven fifty-eight. <laughs> yeah. And somehow outscored uh, Illinois Wesleyan. Was it fourteen to two to close the game? insanity so Bo you were there and we had talked you and I have talked about this their defense is year in and year out one of the best in the country if not the best in the country I'm not surprised in the last few minutes they held them to two but offensively they had struggled the entire game and then all of a sudden scored 14 points in the last what three and 333 or 433 something like that last four minutes about yeah what I mean so again the defense part of it doesn't surprise me in crunch time either they've 
they're tournament tested, they know, you know, whatever. But what in the world was wrong with their offense and what went so well the last couple minutes? Well, they were playing a quality team, and I think that, you know, they still don't have, like, that number one, you know, clear, just, you know, scorer, like, give it give it to her and go. Um, but then, like, they just rise to the occasion. Like, yeah, they were down. I'd never seen them down by that much with that little time left. I was ready for a loss. I was like, well, here we go. This is it. Um, but something just clicked. It's hard to explain. It just, it just happened. <laughs> it's like... Oh my! They just roast like they have all year. It's like you know, when, with Albion or Trine, they just found a way. And you know, Kennedy Scoobelt happened to score. You know, get to twenty points, and most of which came in the second half in that fourth quarter. But they're just a good team. It was just because you know, it wasn't all. You could say, oh, Kennedy Scoobelt had you know X amount of points in the second half. But at the end of the day, it was Erica Tolbert making that pass on the inbounds uh, on to the play that took the lead. And you know, there's other players making you know. Big plays, Ashley Thomas, big defensive stops, um, you know, transition plays. So it was just really impressive. It was like, you know, it'll look like, you know, Kennedy kind of took over those last couple of minutes, but it was a collective effort. And I think that that's what's really going to carry them is like, you know, not one person bailing them out, but it's just everybody just kind of Right. A them. basket here, a basket there from yeah. different people. Defensive stop, like you said, from Thomas or Vosco made a couple of big free throws yeah. at the end. But yeah, Kennedy, I mean, she had a great fourth quarter, especially the last few minutes, but she struggled up until that yeah. point. I mean, she was like one for six from three. Yeah. You know, was just not having was not on. We'll just say. I mean, she was fighting to get her points, and but you you could tell she did she didn't ha- shoot too many free throws either. You could tell when she's on, she's getting to the basket and getting fouled. Uh, same thing with Newman. I mean, that's there. And I mean, we've talked about Sydney Muller being injured, but that's her mo too. Yeah. So those guards, that's how you know the guards having a good game is when they're getting a lot of free throw attempts. Um, but that was impressive to see too that she could maturely shake off not shooting well and get it done. Yeah. when it needed to be get gotten done and that's i mean like you said i mean uh, Vosco had a couple big moments thomas tolbert newman schoonveld not too many teams can tell you in the last you know two three minutes of a game where they're behind with their backs against the wall in a elimination game that they had that many people contribute huge in that amount of time yeah so that's really cool and there was a moment in that game that was kind of representative of that when hope took the lead you know, Illinois Wesleyan went right down the floor and had an opportunity to score. And that Kendall Sosa, who led all players with 32 points, you know, one of the best scorers in the country, uh, had to pass it off to a teammate. The final minutes, she missed. It's like, you know, that's the problem with having one player who can do it. It's like, what about the other ones in crunch time? Like, yeah, we know, you know, Kendall Sosa could do it. But when it came down to one of her teammates making a play, they didn't, they failed. Right. I mean, yeah. we see that happen in all levels of basketball. I mean, LeBron has passed off game-winning shots in the NBA Finals to other people and sometimes they make it and are the hero and sometimes they miss it and then everybody gets on lebron for why he passed it um to me that seems almost ridiculous though in the nba i mean people like scrutinize a lot of things that happen in the nba but like why would you not think an nba level basketball player can hit a shot you know what i mean like i don't care who it is they're if they're in the nba i mean unless you're throwing it to Shaq for a three you know what i mean like one of the big guys makes sense right i mean if you're throwing it to somebody who shoots threes regularly it shouldn't really matter i mean obviously ideal situation lebron gets an open shot but but if you're playing for the highest percentage shot and they're the person open that's what it is you know but you know so not the same level in Division Three mm-hmm. basketball as the NBA, obviously, but yeah. uh, they're getting paid to make shots. Right. <laughs> so, but it's just very interesting. So, hope not only did they win the game and stay alive, they're hosting the next two rounds again at DeVos Fieldhouse this weekend. So that will be uh, very exciting uh, for sure. And uh, we've got the state swim meet coming up. 
uh, swim meets, plural, different divisions. Obviously, Holland's in Division 2. Holland Christian Hamilton are in Division 3. And West Ottawa and Zealand are in Division 1. The Division 1 and 3 meets are at Oakland, back-to-back. Holland Christian Hamilton will be swimming in the morning. And then West Ottawa and Zealand late afternoon. Holland will be here at the Aquatic Center. Both Holland Christian and West Ottawa are ranked number two going into their meets. West Ottawa's got a if they got a one in three chance of winning. There's three teams that really no one's separated from each other. Basically, mm. they're all, they're all pretty similar. So it's whoever shows up Friday in the prelims to get those spots in the finals. Um, Holland Christian is a solid number two. East Grand Rapids is very much deeper this year than they've been. Um, so it's going to be harder for Holland Christian to catch them. But, I mean, you finish second in the state, that's a pretty good meet, really. I mean, they've won the last two, but I don't think anyone expects Holland Christian to win because of how good East Grand Rapids has nothing to do. Holland Christian could swim the best ever and win all the events that they have, and that still might not be enough. So um, that's just what happens sometimes when you have you know more bodies that qualify um, and score some points. So we'll see what happens with that for sure. And, uh, yeah, uh, coronavirus, we, we, I just want to talk about that just for uh, just a minute. Just, it's so interesting what all this development and a lot of it is based around sports. People are wondering about the Olympics. They're canceling. They've canceled over a hundred different international sporting events. You've got some soccer games were played with nobody in the stands. A couple of Japanese major sumo wrestling matches with no one in the stands. That would have been an interesting echo with those guys. Um, but, uh, I got to do that sometime. I got to see a sumo wrestling match live. That sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's just interesting. And now they're taking st- steps in the NBA and the NHL. They're doing different things with interviews now where no one's allowed in the locker room to interview. And it's not to keep reporters out. I mean, it is to keep reporters out, but not to keep reporters out because they're reporters. Right. Uh, but they're going to do more things in a organized press conference where there's like eight feet of separation between the players and the media. And... Anyone else? I mean, just the same thing. That the locker rooms are closed. Like they're not going to let family members in the locker room. You know what I mean? They're, it's it's a uh, keeping all non essential team personnel out. Um, just little steps like that, and hopefully that'll do something. And even if it doesn't, it would done hurt really. I mean, so just really interesting. I mean, I don't see it canceling the Olympics, and even if they got to make some adjustments there, but it's it's definitely affecting sports on a global scale yeah. which is which is really interesting so we'll see what happens with that kind of scary i don't like this kind of stuff it's like, no no it's just yeah. really odd and you know every day where it's a you know hey there's a new case now there's a case in it there's a one case yesterday that came out in ohio of oh. of it, the coronavirus so now you know not only is ohio like oh my gosh let's corral this but now the rest of the midwest is like all right hang on let's yeah. you know just think about it. every anybody traveling anywhere with a flight or whatever i mean that's there's always that chance even in domestic flight you know what i mean so yeah. which is kind of scary so we'll see what happens with more adjustments with sports but uh, definitely an interesting interesting thing uh predicament going on right now in the sporting world so obviously catastrophic in the sense that you know Almost 4,000 people have died and hundreds of thousands of people are infected. But it seems to be taking uh, taking a lot of measures in a lot of different ways. So, yeah. I mean, I, I suppose that's good. It's better to be proactive than not. But it'll just be interesting to see how that factors into things, especially when we get toward the Olympics. But we'll keep you posted on any developments there. But I uh, just wanted to mention that because it's just very, it's very interesting and unsettling just in general that we even have to be doing anything yeah. like this. So, But, you know. 
it's about all you can do. So yeah, um, hope for the best. Yeah. That's right. So we'll keep you posted on that stuff. We'll keep you posted on all the uh, how the state swim meets go and how postseason basketball continues for uh, Hamilton girls, all the boys teams that are still alive, and the Hope women as we move forward. So um, for Bo, I'm Dan. Have a great week, and we'll be back next week. Mm-hmm.